Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. Warning. Warning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. Welcome to the Crowd Shot Radio Show where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the means. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I am your host, Louis B. I takes no shits from nobodies. I actually expose the bullshit of society and... Cut it up into ni- uh, nice, easy-to-digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different. I am honored to have a guest back on the show, which is rare because most people that do this show don't come back. But you know, I I I gather I gather the come I got. Well, see, and this is this is I, I'm always confused with how to address uh, Rain. She she oh goodness, see see I'm stuck in the binary Rain. I'm stuck. Uh, right, you were born with that language. What? You were born with the language. It's programmed in your head. Yes. So I am talking to the beautiful androgynous supermodel, Rain Dove Dublinsky, and also she has brought a guest, Benjamin Melzer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hi. How you doing? 
Um, yes, and we're going to talk about the uh, bathroom debate in uh, North Carolina because I, me personally, I do not know where to stand on this because, um, to me, uh, both sides make very good arguments. But uh, let me let 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 uh, Rain take it take it from here. Well, what do you know about the um, the the bathroom bill, as it were, Louis? Well, basically, from what I well, I haven't really, really like studied it, but it's just from what you hear from the news and stuff, and you know they lie. But basically, they don't they don't want they want people who were um, who were born the sex that at, oh, please rise for the Brooklyn national anthem. What's what? So, yeah, so, uh, you should go in some place, yeah. not out on the street. <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened? Are, are we gonna have a throwdown? What's going on? So, um, basically, uh, you know, they, uh, they don't, they, you know, people who are transgender, they, they don't want the, the, the government does not want them to go into bathrooms, um, contrary to the sex that they were born. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, the, the the bathroom bill was created to, quote unquote, protect the citizens um, from people who may potentially go in and try to harm another individual. And um, that's the, the reason why the governor said that he put the bill in place was to protect individuals. And there's a lot of problems with that statement. There's a lot of problems mm-hmm. with the bill. There's just a lot of problems all over the place. Um, Mm-hmm. With with HB two, if I could um, if I could play devil's advocate real quick, I mean you, I mean, do. I mean when when this bill started coming into you know when it became famous, I mean lack of a better term, when it was becoming well known, I mean you heard you hear all these stories about you know men dressing up like women, mm-hmm. going going into bathrooms and doing some despicable shit. I mean, how you know? I mean, how would you? Let Let me ask a hard question. How would you prevent that? I mean, if anyone could pretty much say, um, well, um, uh, okay. I think that the problem with this bill is that it separates people based off of sex and not based off of their actual actions. Mm-hmm. To say that all men are desiring to go into a restroom, mm-hmm. or that all people that have, um, you know, a certain sexual um, identity are just foaming at the mouth, wanting to just go into a restroom and um, harm another individual is extremely sexist. Um, And on on top of that, it's, um, I think, I think that the issue here is criminal activity. It's Mm. not, um, it's not necessarily like a crime to be a certain sex. It's a crime to commit Right. Um, so, I mean, what I would say is that the law should be completely repealed, and there should be a new law in place, which is that um, if you commit a crime in or within five feet of a restroom, it's punishable for up to three times the, um, you know, the amount if it were committed outside. So, well, well technically, there's already a law. There, there, I mean, there are laws out there that if you know, it's against the law for a man to go into a woman's bathroom. It's a, it's already it's already on the books. Well, there's, there actually isn't that law. Um, 
if there were that law, we'd be having a different conversation. Mm -hmm. But that's actually not a law. The restroom signs are suggestive, suggestive mm -hmm. signs. Um, and I think it's not, for me, the big issue with HB2 isn't, it isn't really a trans issue, although it is very much a trans issue. Mm -hmm. um, for me, the, the major issue is that it encourages people to go on this witch hunt for people who might be breaking the law in a way that is not... Um, it's it's not right. Um, it's it's called gender profiling. Gender profiling um, was banned by the federal government in 2013 um, as a practice for federal law enforcement agencies, um, as well as racial profiling, religious profiling. Um, and what gender profiling is is trying to determine someone's potential guilt based off from what gender you might think they are. And in this case. In order for someone to be guilty, they have to be um, perceived to be the opposite sex that is stated on the re um, restroom door. Um, and you have to determine what their sex is using gender characteristics. Gender characteristics are the way that you express yourself. That's the state of being a person. And your sex characteristics come down to your sexual you, organs. You know okay, well, who, who, what's going on in the background? Uh... For me, I have nothing going on in the background. I think Ben might be in a busy area. Yeah. Uh, ben, do you, would you like to uh, want me to add you when you're not in a... Not in a... Not, well, not in a, a busy area? Yeah, yeah, should be better. Okay, um, just just message me when, when or rain, when, when you're in a quieter area. All right, will do. All right, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Alone right. at last. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I mean, okay. Now nah, let me not say that joke. I might get shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So bring it. Well, bring what? Oh, I don't know. Whatever the next question was. I mean, basically, mm -hmm. basically, what I'm saying is, um. Basically, what I'm saying is you can't tell what somebody's sex is based off from how they look because mm -hmm. there's a lot of diversity. Mm -hmm. um, what um, would you be able like tell tell me some ways that you'd be able to tell if someone is female? Um, boobs. Uh, what if that person had had breast cancer, had a bilateral mastectomy with choice not to reconstruct their breasts, mm -hmm. and they didn't have breasts? Okay, well, it would go. Well, I mean. I mean the way the, the way I would do it, it would be either fa facial structure no there's no Adam's apple or Adam's apple is something that even um somebody who's born as what we consider to be female can have hmm. and facial structure I mean yeah you see my facial structure even yeah. if I'm 0.1% of the population I'm a part of the population and therefore it's not unreasonable to assume that if one person has a characteristic, that any person during any period of time could have the characteristic. Right? Right. Um, what are some of the other things? What makes what else would make a female? Um, even if it even if it um, even if it were things that you can't just tell on their outward appearance, because we both know if you say clothing, I'm gonna yeah, I know. Say say like clothing could be worn by anyone. Yeah. I mean, we like. Oh, I should. I should put a link to the to the last show we did. Um, hmm. Well, voice. Uh, voice definitely isn't something that can necessarily be more female or male. There are people who have things like operations 
from emphysema, various accidents may have happened. Also, people can be born with much lower voices. Mm-hmm. Um, testosterone levels could be high. Um, person could have a, you know, they, they, I mean, a voice doesn't really come in a certain register. And if that were the case, definitely people who have other genitalia yeah. might have very high voices <laughs> um, until they hit puberty or right. for the rest of their lives. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what what other things would you think would not be on a female? What, maybe what are some of the characteristics that you think are male um, that that you would use to be like, okay, well, if I see that on a, on a body, I know that that is not female. Hmm. I mean, you know, I would say, I would say, you know, obviously say genitalia, but you're not, you, you know, I'm not like checking everybody. Well, actually, the interesting thing about genitalia is if you're somebody who is transitioning and you want to, um, you, you actually got bottom surgery, you could have female on your birth certificate, mm. but have a penis if you never changed your um, stated sex. Like if you if you hadn't gone through that process yet mm-hmm. and you were caught in the restroom and you did have a penis because you did get bottom surgery, you technically um, would be allowed to still go into the female restroom as stated on your birth certificate but you wouldn't have the genitalia genitalia required so even if officers rip your pants down Mm -hmm. um, they would see that the body part doesn't match what they've been told which is a lawsuit and a half yeah Yeah. um and the same thing with facial hair there Mm -hmm. are a lot of um actual people who we consider to be female born female and this with a lot of quotes this is just for the general population understand what i'm talking about um and they have facial hair. Um, a lot of um, females like say that they have high levels of testosterone um, later on in their lives and oftentimes will grow a little bit of facial hair. And actually, I was in a television series mm. called Doug Central. Wow. <laughs> I wish they put me in that. And, um, <laughs> and in that television series, I was dating a woman who had pretty much a full beard. I mean, naturally. That was just naturally on well, I've seen Well, I've seen that uh, there's this uh, woman um... – who, a Muslim girl from uh, England that she has uh, a disorder where she has uh, a full beard and mustache and whatnot. Um, somebody asked me on my Periscope feed ah. if I was born female. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's what my birth certificate says. So yes, um, yeah. The, I mean, there are there are all kinds of things. We when when something tends to not be common, we mm. call it a disorder or an illness or something of that nature. But really, I mean, it comes down to like human beings are organisms. Mm-hmm. We're just organisms, and our genitals are just for um, you know procreative purposes. And sometimes we can't. We're born with the ability to procreate, and sometimes we're not. Uh huh. Mm. Um. But that's the basic function of the genitals. And um, our genitals are just split so that the chances of procreation can be even um, or fair for an environment. Um, so, you know, certain environments might have more, like, people born with penises. Some will be more born with vaginas. And that oftentimes comes from, like, an environmental um, need. <laughs> and that's it. And, um Beside, like our genitals are just hanging onto our body. You know, they're just trying to help our species continue to thrive as we've evolved so far. Yeah, yeah, as we've evolved so far. Um, mm-hmm. And at, beside, like they're they're not they're not really something that's supposed to divide us into like a social structure, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, we're intelligent creatures. We should know not to stick them where they don't belong. But yeah, well. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what does that make me? What does it make you? I mean, hmm. language is the only thing that we um, I mean, you... use to like really define ourselves. Yeah. And, it, and language is different anywhere you go in the world. So, I mean, your language for who you are is your own personal language that can really only truly be understood by you. I mean, so what, what, do you, what, what are you? What are you? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's pretty fun being a guy. So, mm-hmm. so, what does it mean to you to be a guy? Yeah. Wow. Wow, how do you answer this without sounding like a total dick? Uh, <laughs> well, to sound to say that you sound like a dick means that you see dicks as being a not positive thing. When dicks are pretty awesome, <laughs> they do, uh, you know they hold the forces of life in their little saber shaped thing. Saber. Great. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the dick does get demonized a lot. It's... The dick does get demonized a lot. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like I don't know. I'm I'm pretty comfortable in my in my masculinity. It's it's uh it's something that I you know. Yeah. What is what is um masculine? What yeah? What does masculinity mean to you? Like, what does it mean to look like a man? I think it's more. You know, I think it's more of uh, the the responsibility that comes with it. Um, you know, because it's like, I know, you know, I've done shows, you know, talking about male privilege, but, you know, I've made posts that male privilege comes with male responsibility. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, and it's, it's kind of like the responsibility that I cherish that I, that I, you know, would like, like to honor, like the fact that, you know, you have to protect love and, and, and provide for your family. That's... Do you feel that um, that is something that's not expected of someone who grows up as "quote unquote" female in identity? And I'm putting that with a lot of quotes. Mind you, I did grow up with with uh, you know being taught gender roles. So I mean, there's certain there's certain I, I don't say I don't believe that men are better than women or women are better than men. It's just that they there there's a certain. Um, certain roles that complement each other. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, I mean, the thing is, it's like, do you, the, the one thing is that a lot of people don't understand there's a difference between gender and sex mm-hmm. and sex mm-hmm. is, um, the state of your sexual organs and sex isn't even a two, it's not male or female because, um, there's a spectrum, right? Because you can be born with, um, sexual organs externally that don't match your internal Mm -hmm. organs you can be born with chromosomes that don't match your sexual organs externally so there's a lot of varying factors for um what determines a sex and that's like everything from your hormones Mm -hmm. to your to your genitalia to your sexual organs to your chromosomes um Mm -hmm. and then gender is the socially constructed thing and like you had said you said you were this is something you were taught um, since you were a kid, you were taught that this is what men do, that men have this privilege, um, but they also have this responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, I live my life um, with a lot of people thinking that I'm a white male. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that comes a lot of privilege. I get a lot of privilege when people think I'm a white male walking down the street. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of obligation and responsibility. And it it sometimes can feel like I'm not allowed to talk about that responsibility in any kind of a way that says, hey, this is something... I wish I wasn't one of the only people that had to bear, you know? Mm. Um, 
and it's it's a very it's a very interesting thing because um, you're I, I can feel the difference between when I'm being treated as a woman and when I'm being treated as a socially constructed male. Mm-hmm. There's a different kind of trust and respect that comes with men malehood there's a different kind of way that people give and receive feedback Mm -hmm. and there's a different kind of expectation that makes you feel proud because you had to fight for it Mm -hmm. but also makes you feel like you're the only one you know um whereas when you're being treated like a female you feel like you're never going to be good enough that you have to fight for every single inch that anytime you raise your voice for something you're nagging you know and it's like Mm -hmm. um it's, well, it's there's also there's also um, a lot of uh, you know from what I've seen, and there's a lot of privilege being a female as well, especially. Well, let's look at the whole um, you know this whole uh, debate with letting women being drafted into the army, and there's this pushback, mm-hmm. and you know guys like me are like, okay, well, if women want to be equal, yes, they should be. They should be. Uh, uh, you know, they should register for the draft like like we do. It, yeah. it it makes sense, and but now there's this like no women should not be, you know they they, and th- there's a lot and I've there was this email that I got from a conservative that the heritage Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested thirteen billion dollars in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. I'm off to visit my mom and her boyfriend, Jim, for the holidays. I used to tease them about all the smoke detectors at their house, even though it saved the day when I burnt the pizza to a crisp that one time. I just couldn't take my eyes off the game. Thank goodness for that smoke detector doing its job. Relying on what works is important, not just for me, but for my mom and Jim. That's why I got vaccinated for COVID-19 before traveling for the holidays. Keep relying on what works. Visit vaccines.gov for more COVID-19 info foundation stating that women should not be should not have to register for, for the draft i'm like what what yeah. what in the what in the actual fuck yeah i mean women i believe i believe that all humans that are part mm-hmm. uh, first of all i don't like i don't like supporting violence um and i don't think that anyone should have to enlist to be forcibly part of a violent act even if it's in the name of your country i don't believe that we should have to be forced right. to go to war if um something happens i just think that well yeah to force somebody into a violent situation as yeah. a toll is is not right well um, you however, know, I, I, I believe I, that yeah. if there were to be a draft i yeah. think that all humans that are capable um mm-hmm. should be registered um and there's a lot of jobs. Um, if, if we were to be drafted to go to war, there are a lot of jobs that would like um, be very specific to your actual capabilities. And if you're someone with vagina and tits and you can run around and hold, you know, an AK-47 and do your job, they'll put you in a place where you know that's 
available. Or if you're someone who's more suited for desk work, they'll put you there. Like they're not just going to throw you into, we're not, we don't fight like the, we don't fight like we used to, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we have like, we, we, we don't like have a lot of ground fights, you know, ground wars anymore where we, you know, put people, well, if you listen, you know, if you listen to the battle D-Day kind of situations, that doesn't happen anymore. If you so li- I feel like yeah. a draft situation right now would be very different. Um, I think in the past it would have been great to have equality when it came to that kind of a situation. Mm. Um, but I think modern day drafting, I think that it should be, there should, it should be equal. Mm. If if there's going to be a draft, all citizens should have to do some kind of draft. And I think that there should be different types of things you can draft for. You know, Mm. I think you should be able to refuse to draft in the army, which is a private industry and you should be able to draft into the Peace Corps instead or the American Red Cross or any kind of um, mm. any kind of emergency relief thing. You know what I mean? So if we were to go to war you have the option to What about in what about in the red what about in the Red Dawn type situation? <laughs> like a like a what? Red Dawn type situation. Would you would you be with me in the foxhole uh, with the other Wolverines? taking out charlie i mean i personally don't think that violence is the answer well, um, i would okay. opt to do a non-violent job you never um, grew up in there Brooklyn. were a lot of men who were drafted that shot themselves in the foot just because they didn't want to mm. be in war you know a lot of people who committed suicide a lot of people who intentionally hurt themselves a lot of people who ran off and they were shamed for it mm-hmm. and so for me personally while i want equality i for me the draft in general i'm just like if I could, if I could sign up for the draft, but not be part of a violent act, definitely. That's not true. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> sorry, we get, we're getting some funny comments on Periscope. Oh, oh we're, uh, well, read, read the comments. Uh, one said, "No, he's not." Uh, oh, it says, "Is that your mom?" The oh, person next to me, wow. and um, and then someone said, "No, he's not." Mm-hmm. Someone said it's a friend. If anyone wants any shout outs, you're live on the air right now. So um, if you guys them. if you guys want to chat, you guys could go. You guys. Eh, fuck it. Uh, speaker, speaker dot, yeah, speaker dot com slash user slash Louis B. Uh, and uh, you'll you could you could get into the chat room there and you guys could talk to me. Or if you guys want uh, Google me, uh, Google me. Uh, I mean, uh, tweet me at LouisB1, and I'll have the Twitter open for y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter. Um, yeah. I hope you guys got all that. Talk about something deep. <laughs> well, you know, man. We kind of are right now. We're well, talking about. We're talking about yeah. this. I mean, yeah, and it, and it's really blowing my mind because it's like fragging up my my internal uh, pro, <laughs> pro programming, and it's yeah. It's hard though. It's not fair. I mean, let's talk about let's talk about gender. Gender is a social construct that tells us what to make of ourselves based off from either cultural resources or sex or like our environment, right? Mm-hmm. And and even sometimes our um our ethnicity comes into play when it comes to like how we construct gender. Um mm-hmm. and so I mean, we're talking about your dudeness, your maleness, like yeah, what you does know. it mean to be um, a man. And I mean, that's, I think that's very interesting. Like Mm -hmm. it's, is that, is that an outdated thing now? Like to, to think like, you know, a certain 
I mean, how, I, I'm just curious because for me, it's pretty clear that these roles shouldn't be specific or exist based off of your genitalia. But yeah. for you, I mean, do you feel like, do you feel, I mean, do you feel that the world should be divided in that way? Or do you feel like, um, do you feel like you're burdened by your gender expectations? No, I don't feel burdened at all. I mean, I, it, it's something that is expected of me and I will, I will carry it out. Expected. I mean, who expects you to be like that? Family, uh, you know, tradition. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like honestly, it's it's something you know, like you know, you grow up. It's like you're gonna you're gonna grow facial hair. You're gonna be a man, and and um, you know. It's like I think I think every boy has this fantasy. Is like again I I mentioned the whole Red Dawn situation. Have you ever seen that movie Red Dawn? I have not seen Red Dawn actually. <laughs> oh, you have. Okay, so so it's like you know it's it's like you're taught death before dishonor. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, like let's say let's say you know your your you know your family's being attacked. What do you do? Men, men will sacrifice themselves for the safety of for the safety of their clan. It's like hell yeah. <laughs> That's a generalization. I mean, um... well, I mean, I mean, look, you know, it's like I I already know this because I mean, there have been situations where it's come close, where you know, my family and friends, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there were times where I would step in between them and and something else. It's not gotten, never gotten to that point where I've had to choose whether my life or their life or whatever. But you know, it's like it's it's something that's not that naturally. I didn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I believe a, I believe somebody who asked a question just yes. barely, which is, um, do you, how do you feel? Do you feel like um, you can express emotion um, or? Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a Latino. <laughs> so yeah, tell me about that because like to be a Latino man. Mm-hmm. is very different than, say, um, you know, being, like, say, like a Caucasian German man, mm-hmm. right? Like, what the, what that male, and I put that in a lot of quotes, but what the, what does that maleness mean? Like, what does it mean to be a Latino man? Like, I've, I've cried in uh, funerals. Uh, you know, I've cried at funerals. I cried, you know, when, you know, shit got unbearable. It's like you sometimes you just got to, you let it out. Um, we got, we got my, my aunt Christy. She's, uh, she's like, not, it, well, she, she's calling me out. Not all men. How many men stood up for me? You're, you're right. But Christy, how, I, I've stood up for you. In fact, mm-hmm. I've, I've put, I've put my own family at risk to protect her from stalkers. So it's, it's, and I didn't have to think twice. Do you feel, um, do you feel like, okay, so one of the one of the stereotypes is that Latino men are a little more in touch with their quote unquote feminine side. This is something that I wouldn't say uh, fe- like honestly put on, put on here put on here as a thing. Yeah. I mean, how does that how does that make you feel? Do you feel like that? I honestly, you or, yeah, or I honestly you? believe men do not have feminine sides. It's it's either you you know because it's it's part of that balance. Women are the feminine, men are the masculine. It's it's. I don't believe I don't believe I don't believe I have a, a feminine side. That that's just I I, I don't know. It's just so no. 
you wouldn't attribute like um, emotions, expressing emotions, um, or being like you know what we consider to be overly expressive um, as feminine. And, and I say that no, I believe I like don't believe you that know... anyone can be masculine or feminine. In my opinion, I think we just are, and I think we like to just kind of express, <sighs> like we like to try to like generalize like Those are certain social things. constructs. But I mean, how do you feel? Um, like. When somebody says you're crying, that's a really sissy thing to do. That's you know. It really it really depends. In a way that kind of demeans your masculine. It really depends on the situation, though. Like if you're crying because oh I you know, I you know I didn't I'm I'm you know acting out because you didn't get something you thought you deserved. Mm. It's like come on, come on, dude, shut your fucking mouth. What happens if, um, say, somebody with a vagina and tits who identifies as, like, you know, a female, if they were to cry about not getting something they wanted? Like, you didn't bring home, like, X and X, and they, and they cry. Um, can you tell them, dude, get over it, shut your fucking mouth? Uh, no. No, you you would tend to like okay, let it just like honestly, guys guys would be like oh, just let it just let it cry, just walk away, everything be alright. Why? Because most guys don't want to deal with that. <laughs> like okay. Do you think that do you like um mm. what 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 do they want to deal with? Do you think that the um that that person is going to get really emotional and like angry physical they're gonna rip off their clothing and run around the neighborhood what do you think is gonna happen so you come home you forgot to pick up like something for mm. the house and the person is just like upset that you forgot and mm. so you want to walk away why what do you think she's gonna do actually it's not what you think she's gonna do you just don't want to deal with the bullshit it's like all right she she's you know She's on that bullshit now. Let's just get no. So instead of telling her to just stop, you're like, I'm gonna let this person keep going. I'm just gonna let her keep going. Deflate themselves. Yeah, she'll she'll be let cry herself to sleep. She'll be all right. Like let 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 the baby soothe herself. Why 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 wouldn't you feel comfortable being as confrontational with someone who is female um, as you would with somebody who is male? Um, maybe because like. And generally, you're you're stronger, so it's like you know if you, it like you know because I know with my mouth, I could tear someone apart. <laughs> uh, and and I have, I mean you know, so you know and and honestly, you you guys don't want to guys in general do not want to come off as a bully. Um, has there been repercussions of coming across as a bully? Oh yeah, like, of course. Are you afraid of your ego? Are you afraid the police are going to show up? Oh yeah, afraid? yeah. The the police, you know, people look at you like you're some some woman hater and all that nonsense. If you, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's like it's it's really it's really shameful because guys are supposed to be able to, you know, just handle the situation, keep everything calm, keep keep the shit keep the shit together. And do you feel like that's kind of a new thing? Do you feel like maybe before the women's rights movement no, and like the that's... awareness of like domestic violence and it being um, more strictly punished and having more awareness as to what that is, um, do you feel like maybe men were a little bit more straightforward with their, um, you know, with with female counterparts? 
Um, Because you see in movies all the time, somebody who is male saying to someone who is female, um, shut up, Shirley, or like, shut up and kiss me, or like, fuck off, you know? They say it all the time in movies, it's amazing. And it's like, (laughs) you watch and you're like, oh my god. Mm -hmm. Even Prince did it in Prince's movie. Um, Purple Rain was like, and the person just accepted it like that was just part of normal society. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that w- that used to be a part of culture? Or do you think um, do you think do you think there was a time when guys would just say how it was, whether you were male or female, or do you feel like that's a um, do you feel like that's like a new thing? I I don't know because my mom never put up with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't take that nonsense from my dad. So, yeah, so I wouldn't, I I don't know. I don't know if it's new. I don't know if it's old. It's just, uh, I know, I I know, you know, it wouldn't fly with me. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just be like, hey, bitch, like, no. (laughs) If, if a girl were to hit you across the face for something, um, would you, would you just accept it and walk away? Next question? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Sorry, I know that's a really. Yeah. I mean, as as someone as I'm someone just very that interested as, in how you were constructed yeah, to as someone, conflict, I yeah. find it really fascinating. Yeah, as someone that's gotten his ass kicked by girls in junior high school. Oh, I have stories. <laughs> like you know, my mom my mom gave me the out if a if a woman wants to hit a man, she better be able to take a hit from one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, that it it takes a lot. It, it will take a lot. It will take, uh, you know, me taking a, a pummeling before I get pissed off enough to like, all right, enough. Hmm. But, you know, with a dude, it's almost automatic. He's like, okay, one punch. All right, it's it's go time. Because, I mean, they're, they're you know, they're, like every guy has their own gauge of what's the acceptable amount of punishment, physical punishment they'll take from a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, me, me, me. It's either it's either okay, you, you've you've drawn blood, or you've you've attacked my father. That that's that's yeah. Do you feel like things would be different if um? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like things would be different if maybe you grew up in a different society? I mean. So if you grew up in a society that was just like oh. hitting is wrong in general, whether you are male or female, if a female hits you, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this with a lot of quotes because my perspective of what gender is, I'm just for the layman's terms. Yeah. But I actually have someone, someone that If someone went... hits you, no yeah. matter what their genitals are mm-hmm. or their identity, it's wrong. If someone um, has a meltdown um, and re- escalates it into something that's vo- um, volatile, mm-hmm. Um, you have the right to confront them and say how you feel, mm. no matter their genitals, no matter their identity, as long as you're being honest and, you know, as long as you're being, you know, peaceful. Like, I you remember know, so I like, remember one time you know, in... I you're rem- really upset right now, yeah. and I personally don't feel like this is something that we yeah. need to be so upset about. Mm. Um, I would love to hear why you're upset. Um, you know, like, basically teaching people to that it's okay to yeah. engage. Mm-hmm. Um Rather than to just, you know, so it's equal. Like if you were taught that, Mm -hmm. that, how do I put this without stuttering? Mm -hmm. Basically, if you, if you're taught to tell men, and that's with quotes, um, to fuck off if they're 
crying about something that you feel is not so mm. important. If you were told to do the same thing to women and men, do it to everybody, every human being, no matter the genitals, no matter how they're um, identifying from birth, do you mm. feel like you would be a different person right now? Probably. I mean, because, uh, you know, uh, you know you, you, you're, you're taught different values than I have now. So you're in without a doubt. Do you feel like um, society yeah. could change? Society has changed. I mean, back in the day, we used to, uh, you know, we used to burn black people or hang black people or, you know, or Latins. <laughs> we used to. So. Even now, I mean, if you're, we wanted, we wanted just in 2013, the reason why gender profiling was um, mm -hmm. abolished by federal government was because um, racial profiling was the, was actually the reasoning because people were asking to profile people who looked Hispanic. Yeah. Right. Um, to determine if it was right to ask them for their ID to make sure that they were a legal citizen. Yeah. Actually, I have uh, someone that wants to call in and ask you some questions. Is that okay? Yeah. All righty. We got, uh, let me get Kyle on here. All right. We have a new guest on here. That's yes. exciting. Kyle. <laughs> Hey, Louie. How you doing, man? Yes, uh, he's also a frequent guest on the show, Kyle. Um, he is... Uh, so, Kyle, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just an uh, anti-political blogger and libertarian strategist. I, I do a bunch of different things, but I guess those two will briefly uh, mm -hmm. just give a little bit of background. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I, had, I was listening to your uh, interview here, and I, I would like to interject with a few comments and questions, if I may. Go ahead. I love it. Get in there. Okay. Well, the first thing I'll say is that I disagree with this notion that in order to have equality, everybody has to be drafted into the military. Uh, perhaps maybe I'm not understanding what your guest was saying, and if so, I would appreciate the opportunity to be corrected. Mm -hmm. But uh, unfortunately, this has been a very popular argument by uh, some people who believe in social justice or, or similar ideas. And being very anti-war myself, I don't see how it furthers the cause for liberty by essentially saying that because now the Military Selective Service Act has, uh, requires compulsory registration of all male U.S. citizens, that therefore to have equality – all the female United States citizens must now also be subjected to the compulsory registration. I would suggest that perhaps uh, <laughs> that if there was any semblance of equality, and, and especially in accordance with the anti-war tradition, that perhaps the Military Selective Service Act should be abolished, and therefore there's no compulsory registration for anyone. So if, mm -hmm. if, I would I appreciate if your guests could respond to that. I mean, that's what I was saying before. It's like I wouldn't... I don't agree with forcing. When we keep Idaho students in classrooms, they have better physical and mental health. Help keep the student you love in school by getting them vaccinated if they're eligible. Make sure they wear a mask, frequently wash their hands, and stay home and get tested when sick. Our teachers and other school staff can also do their part by choosing to vaccinate, wearing a mask, and supporting other preventive measures. For more information on preventive measures, please visit coronavirus.idaho.gov or contact your child's school. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. 
In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. People to go into a violent situation against their will, even if it's in the name of their country. I mean, I believe that we as free people should have the freedom to choose whether or not we get involved. And I don't agree that that should exist at all. I don't believe that the draft should exist at all, in my opinion. Um, if the draft did exist... I believe that it should be equal. I do. If you're going to force something on people, I prefer that, you know, it wasn't something violent. And I would definitely push to not have it exist 100%. Um, but, I I mean, yeah, I just, I, I would just, if we could take it down, I would say take it down. Um, and well, I understand the, I understand equal, I understand equality. Um, from that aspect of like if men are going to be forced to go into a violent situation and risk their life and you want equality then women should have to do it too I, I mean I just don't think people should be forced to go into a violent situation at all in my opinion mm-hmm. but anyways Kyle we were um, we started off with um, talking about the um, the North Carolina law about um, HB2 not- you there? Uh-oh. Did we lose Kyle? Kyle? I think we lost Kyle. Um, okay. Oh, Kyle's back. I see some I see some uh, things. I guess what about we, the universe? We, we, it's constantly expanding, just like my heart. Oh. <laughs> God, that was pretentious. Yes? Hello, Kyle? Are you still there? Yeah, we probably... He probably dropped the call. Internets. Mm-hmm. It is br- wow! Look at all the hearts. That was amazing. Um. So. Hello. Um, ah, he's yeah. back. Ah, he's back. Oh. Um. Okay. I did have uh, another question for your guest, if I may. Yeah. Um. There was the United States of America versus State of North Carolina uh, complaint that was filed, I think, pretty recently in yes. the United States District Court for the Middle District of North Carolina. And I believe there was the press conference where I think it was the Attorney General, Loretta Lynch, was essentially uh, giving reasons for why this was happening. And uh, I would like to know if your guest supports the federal government's, um, I guess you could say it's a lawsuit, in, in terms of what they're doing regarding the bathrooms, if uh, she hasn't mentioned it already. That, well, that's what we started on. Well, I can I can actually sum this up pretty well. Um, I believe I mean I believe that I believe that the bathroom bill, as it were, is something that cannot be enforced. I don't believe that the bathroom bill is right to have in place. Um, the the whole bill HB two. There's a lot of elements to it beyond the bathroom that are definitely pretty abominable. Um, but the bathroom bill especially is something that's immediately affecting people. Um, and when I when I look at it, it's not that it, it's just breaking federal law, which I do agree with the federal government on the fact that it does um, break. I believe it's Title IX. Title IX is what it's what is breaking. Um, but um, 
the thing is, is in order for this bill to be enforced, you need to do something called gender profiling, which was banned by the federal government in 2013, which um, says that uh, you're trying to assume somebody's potential guilt based off from um, their gender or their physical appearance. Now, when you try to enforce this law, what you're doing is you're basically demanding that people have a list of criteria of what looks male or female. And what looks male or female is something that can't be defined, especially since we're a country that prides itself on diversity. Um, what is what does a male look like? Um, what does a female look like? We went through that discussion earlier, and it, there's nothing. You can't say breasts make a female because we have people who have had breast cancer with bilateral mastectomies and a choice not to reconstruct. We have people who are born with very small breasts or no breasts at all but still have a vagina. You can't even say a vagina is indicative of what is female because somebody could have ambiguous genitalia and or a penis and still have female on their birth certificate. Facial hair exists, some people with vaginas. Some male have breasts. Yep, some male, some people who are born as what we consider to be male um, do have have breasts. Um, They can have um, ambiguous genitalia. Um, Not everyone grows facial hair. Not everyone has a low voice. So there's a lot of factors. And basically, there's no statute in the state of North Carolina that overrides the Fourth Amendment, in which they can't have any searches or seizures without a warrant. Um, in the state of North Carolina, an officer is not allowed to forcibly take your identification unless you're driving a car or reasonably suspicious of breaking a crime so or make uh, of uh, committing a crime. In this case, in order to be reasonably suspicious, you need to be reasonably suspicious of not being male or female. And the only way you can do that is either somebody walks in the restroom and says, I'm not this sex. Or if someone says, I don't, um, you know, if somebody, um, it's basically, somebody has to state it, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, Otherwise, uh, an officer, based on the fact that there's no defined limits of what looks male or female, as far as aesthetics, um, they can't enforce this law. It, it's, un, it's unenforceable. So, uh, because an officer wouldn't be able to have reasonable suspicion. An officer could say, excuse me, are you in the right restroom? And you could say, officer, um, yes, I am. And if the officer says, I need to see some identification, you can say, no, you're not allowed to see any identification because the officer can't have reasonable suspicion based on how you look. It's impossible. Okay, so let's say I walk into a bath a uh, a uh, 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 bathroom that's designated for women. I mean, how would right. you how would you stop me? Like you like, wouldn't. you can't. If somebody so, were to say to you, they were to say, "Look, okay, um, officer comes in and says, excuse me, um, I need to see some identification.'" You could say, "No, you cannot mm-hmm. see any identification unless you tell me what you're stopping me for." The officer can then say, "I'm stopping you to see if you are in the right bathroom." And you can say, "Do you have reasonable suspicion that I am not the right sex for this restroom?" In which case, if they list off any characteristics, any factors, anything at all, you can say, "Actually, that is not indicative of what male on a piece of paper looks like. That is not indicative of what female on a birth certificate looks like. Um, and you can say that is not reasonable. That's not a reasonable statement. And you can refuse to give your identification. And by the um, by, North Carolina Law Enforcement Code, you cannot be punished for refusing to give your identification if the officer doesn't have reasonable suspicion. You cannot be um, arrested, you cannot be written up, and you cannot be forcibly removed from a premises unless the officer has that reasonable suspicion. Mm-hmm. 
Kyle? Well, what well what I would like to ask then, just as as a follow up, um, does your guest think that her, her this lawsuit? You can you can okay. talk to me. I'm Rain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, go, good to make make your acquaintance. Uh, do you think that this uh, lawsuit by the injustice department is in fact a violation of the Tenth Amendment? Uh, it's, well, it's Title Nine, so I mean. I think it's a really complicated thing because I think a lot of people don't know the difference between sex and gender. And um, what the bathroom bill is requiring is um, it's requiring a protection of the sex and not a protection of the gender. Um, and it's 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 a very it's a very complicated thing where I think a bunch of people have no idea what the fuck they're talking about because for someone to say I feel male or I am male but they don't have that change on your birth on their birth certificate it's different than people who have gone through these procedures to um, you know alter any part of themselves um, whether it's just hormone therapy or whether it's um, you know actual sexual procedures mm-hmm. um, and it's very it's very complicated. Like I, I think that there should be a better definition of um, what we consider a sex to be, um, in order to be able to understand sexual protections. Um, and I think that gender is still a new thing that we're trying to define. It's it's a it's a pretty new um, it's a pretty new platform, um, and it's a it's a pretty new word to be on uh, to be added that's been added and I do think that there's there are limited def- definitions um I do think that when it comes to transsexual individuals they are definitely being wronged in this situation because they've um they've changed their sexual organs and that's what this bill is talking about um when it comes to transgender individuals I believe that they should be able to use the restroom of their choice. I don't believe in the segregation of restrooms by sexes. I think you should be able to keep your body parts to yourself, use the restrooms, and all restrooms should be divided by single stall occupancy um, options, and that is it. You know, single stall urinal, single stall everything. Well, if you, um, if you see, and if we you can just punish people based on criminal activity, not based on being in their own bathroom. So if they're like, yeah. go ahead, you can go in a restroom. Anyone can come into the same restroom that I'm in, but – um, if you touch me, you will just have a harsher jail punishment than if you were to do that act outside of a restroom where I don't have my intimates exposed. Yeah. I mean, that would be that in a perfect world. That's what I would advocate for. Yeah, but what it's, what about like a guy like me that shits like a fucking gorilla? I, I mean, I don't want I don't want to subject uh, someone else to to my nonsense that's coming out. The well, back. you subject guys to your no- nonsense, and I say well, guys. It's quote unquote. I mean, there's a lot of arguments here. First of all, one of the arguments that people say is, what about pedophiles? Mm-hmm. Now pedophiles are going to go into the women's restroom and molest young children mm-hmm. and women. But if you're really concerned about pedophiles, then maybe you shouldn't allow children to go into the restrooms with single fathers who have kids. Um, and they're exposing their children to potential pedophiles. Also, pedophiles aren't just people with penises or men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, second, uh, Secondly, I mean... We have demonized humanly, human bodily functions like no tomorrow. We all shit. Mm-hmm. We all piss. We do disgusting acts that we call disgusting, but they're not. They're just a normal part of our body. And, like, you know, it, whether you not, do that not, in a stall with other people that have, like, you know, the same genitals yeah. as you or different genitals, it doesn't matter. Um, what we need to do is normalize the functioning of our bodies. 
and take away the sexualization that comes with our genitals and just accept that like we have them they're there they're hanging out they feel good when they're touched but you know Mm -hmm. you know we're all human and i think that like people should be able to just deal with the fact that you're taking a shit in my opinion well i i speaking as someone that's fucked places apart uh yeah i'm like i'm i'm ashamed i'm ashamed of 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 the atrocities i've 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 done sometimes (laughs) three times a day I'm a model, but I will say I have committed some atrocities myself. Good for I've you. I've had those nights and yeah. I've done those things. And, you know, the interesting thing is, like, as um, I should be tried at you the know, head. part of being female gendered is, like, you're taught to be really polite about your bodily functions. Like, no one's allowed to know, like, that you – it's like you're not supposed to have any kind of, like, bodily functions unless it's, like – cute um you know or like really sexual um Mm. so you're taught to do little things like you know not like poop really loud or like fart or like Mm. when you're peeing not to like racehorse it out and like (laughs) you know these kinds of things but i mean you may end up shitting in the bathroom but a lot of people will end up having their periods as well. And you're going to have to deal with the fact that tampons are in a little register next to you. I mean, there's, it's going to be uncomfortable using the restroom. Isn't supposed to be this crazy, amazing experience. It's a, I mean, I think it's pretty amazing the chemistry that happens, but mm-hmm. honestly, it's just supposed to be a part of what our body does. We're organisms. We have these like things. It's not a big deal. Just release your stuff yeah. and go. It's yeah. not hard. Like, if you if you commit a crime in a restroom, harassment, like any kind of like any kind of sexual act, um, any kind of violence, any kind of theft, I think that you should just have a higher jail sentence because you are in a space that is um, very intimate. Okay, three, Ky- Kyle, three times more. Yeah, Kyle, what, what do you think of that? Well, I would like to know what I, I believe you said. Your name was Rain. Yep. Am I, if, okay. It sure I is. Would li- well, Rain, I would like to know what you think about the Tenth Amendment, which, for those who don't know, says, quote, The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Now, Rain, I would like to know which delegated or enumerated power in the federal Constitution gives, uh, you know, gives the Justice Department the authority to interfere in the uh, lawmaking process and the execution of the laws of the state of North Carolina? Um, well, I mean, what it comes down to is the Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. So in this particular case, that's why I was saying Title IX, um, the Civil Rights Act, in which um, it's protected. And let me let me get that exact quotes for you, quote for you um, on Title IX, um, gender. I'm just going to pull this up real quick just so you have it. Um, so it's title nine and dun, 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 just pulling it up. Okay. Well, rain while you're pulling it up. So basically it says title nine. All right. Prohibits sex-based discrimination, um, in, um, in schools or any other place that receives federal funding as well as any other federal buildings. And since this particular bill affects only, um, state funded, um, or, um, you know, federal funded buildings. And most of them are federal funded. They're not just solely state funded. They're predominantly federal and state funded, um, facilities. Um, there, there, there cannot be any sex-based discrimination. And, um, what the, what's happening right now is 
there is an argument about what the definition of sex is, what the definition of gender is. And that's why Pratt McCrory is doing his counter argument with um, his, his counter lawsuit, which is basically saying you have not defined what a sex is. And um, what has, what has been stated as sex in the past is not indicative of what is happening today because the people who wrote these laws didn't understand that this would be the type of language they would be dealing with. Well, Rain, are you seriously suggesting that Title IX overrules the U.S. Constitution? No, I think the U.S. Constitution obviously stands, stands first. Well, again, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat my question one more time, at least on this point. Which delegated power in the federal constitution, the U.S. Constitution of 1787, is, you know, delegates a power to the federal government to interfere with the affairs of uh, one of the states of the Union, in this case, North Carolina? Could you please t- say what that is? I mean, yeah, this is, go ahead, go for it. Yeah, and also, first of all, the Constitution, sorry, but, but is, is up to interpretation. It's a, it's a living Constitution except for um, certain points of view, but it's in violation of a federal act as it pertains to North Carolina. Okay, then as a separate follow-up question, what would you think if the uh, state of North Carolina decided to... Uh, use what some people would call state nullification in order to defeat the complaint in question by the Justice Department. Uh, can you explain for me? Uh, some people, such as Michael Bolden and Tom Woods, uh, and, and those folks at the Tenth Amendment Center, say that uh, the so-called state's rights position basically is a full advocacy of the Tenth Amendment which means that there are certain powers that are delegated to the federal or central government and that there are other powers that are delegated to the powers or otherwise reserved, as the Tenth Amendment says, reserved to the states respectively and, and so forth. So, in other words, uh, you could think of it as a Venn diagram, two circles, mm-hmm. where there are some powers delegated to one and some powers delegated to the other. So unless you are seriously suggesting that a federal law supersedes the Tenth Amendment, I really don't see what the basis is, and perhaps I'm misunderstanding, but I honestly don't see what the basis is, the constitutional basis is, for this complaint by the Injustice Department that seems to be exerting a very authoritarian rule over that of the several state governments, or at least in this case, North well, Carolina specifically. Well, I would say that the governor of North Carolina actually has a very authoritarian rule because the, the, the majority of the population is very against this, including the conservative po- portion of this population. And they, people are saying, fuck, what the fuck are you doing to our state? Get the fuck out, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, a lot of people are very against this. And this person, although voted in once, is starting to make um, – is starting to do actions that are physically harming his citizens and also putting in place laws that cannot be upheld. Um, and if they are upheld, what they're doing is they're like, ugh, I'm like tangenting because I'm like in such, I'm so upset about this fucking bill. <laughs> and it's been a long day for me. I just came off of this photo shoot. So I'm like crazy. Um, but at what point do you stop a gover- um, a, a, for, um, a form of government from pu- uh, pu- imposing laws on people that are harming them? For instance, say the governor 
brings together the brings together the Senate um, and talks to them. He gets and basically works with all those people to put slavery back in place and says it's okay to own a human being again. It's okay to do that. Um, what if he says, I think that we should separate water fountains. What if he says, you know what? I don't think that children should be, um, should be subjected to anyone of Hispanic origin. So um, we're going to make sure that all Hispanic children have a separate play place, sleeping place, and place to go. I mean, at, at what point? Even though he has you, the delegated power yeah. to take care of his people the way many... that he feels he needs to, and the states have a certain, you know, they have a certain ability to do that, at what point do you say enough is enough? You're causing people to commit suicide. You're causing people to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. You're causing people to hurt other people. You're setting a certain projection of what is feminine, what is masculine on your people. You're oppressing them, and you're causing them to live in a world in which they feel ugly. You are taking your citizens and putting them on a peg that makes them feel that they cannot be successful. And you are hurting your own state by making your people feel like shit. At what point does somebody say, you know what? Enough is enough. Enough people are suffering. Enough people who are part of the whole United States are suffering. And it's because one very small group of people who were once voted in because they made a bunch of promises that they couldn't fucking keep. Mm -hmm. At what point does somebody get in that very small group of people's way and say, you know what? Enough. You're hurting the people enough. You're hurting the reputation of the United States enough. You're hurting the rights of general human beings enough. I know well, that it's a very gray water, but somebody wrote that fucking paper. Somebody wrote the Constitution. And it is a moving, living, breathing thing that can be changed and moved at any time. It once had things in it that we thought would be great, and now we're debating them, like the right to bear arms. And it's had a ton of amendments, things added to it, because we didn't think of women voting people having equality based on their ethnicity. We didn't think about age discrimination or sex discrimination in the workplace, women working, what? That's crazy. We've amended this constitution and I think that what this is really bringing up is that there needs to be an amendment. There needs to be a definition of our protections and how far that goes. And I think you're right, like, does, does the breaking of a federal, you know, a federal law override the constitution? I think it can. I do. I think that it's not the breaking of the federal law. It's the breaking of the American people that needs to call for an amendment that protects people, their basic rights on a constitutional level that no state should have the right to fuck with. Well, just as a follow-up, then. Well, just as a follow-up, Rain. Do you think it would have been a better approach than for, say, let's just say hypothetically, the LGBT community in North Carolina or other individuals, or maybe even uh, hypothetically, let's say, the Attorney General of North Carolina, to file a complaint in the North Carolinian courts uh, and just handle everything in that particular government, and therefore leave the federal government out of it completely? Do you think that would have been a better route to go? HB2 superseded that opportunity for local governments. That's part of the problem with it. Um, Yeah, one of the interesting things with HB2 is that 
when HB2 was created, it not only um, it not only messed with people's ability to use the restroom they feel the most comfortable with, which is, you know, that's really the smallest portion of the bill. It's just the portion of the bill that affects people now. It also um, took away the rights of local government to be able to vote on things. So even if to decide for themselves. The reason why this bill came into play was because Charlotte, um, actually their local government was voting for specific transgender protections. And when they put that vote up, then the state government said, oh, hell no, you do not get the right to put these protections in place. That's, um, That's our job. And then they took away the ability for any local government within HB2 as a, as a law to make any protections and all protections that existed before then for anyone, LGBT, any sex-based protections, any race or um, ethnicity-based protections, any age discrimination protections, they were eradicated because they said any protections that were created by local government can no longer, um, are no longer valid. And you must go on from the one list that we've created they basically created this authoritarian rule where they basically said it is our way all across the board and local government cannot change and if you want to change it we'll see you in the we'll see you in the voting booth that's when you can change it but you're not changing it now and basically they eradicated over 50 years of civil rights movements in one night in 12 hours rushed to a vote and there was 10 minutes to the mhm and and the thing is it's like these people were voting for change, for positive change. They weren't even voting to do anything crazy. They just wanted protections, basic protections for their people, the majority, the democracy. And, and it was unanimous. And well, they were stripped of that right by the state. Well, uh, Rain, thank you for answering my questions. And, uh, and with, Sorry, uh, I'm intense. I am very well. Well, I, 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 I can sympathize with that at least to a degree, and I would mm-hmm. like to say one more thing before I hop off with yep. Louis' kind indulgence. Go right ahead. Um, I do have a original intent view, an originalist view of uh, constitutional law, and my concern here is not so much with the content of uh, the lawsuit at hand, which I can consider to be very separate, and, and needs to be considered as such. My concern more is with the fact that the federal government appears to be overstepping its bounds once again uh, by violating the rule of law and probably doing it more likely than not through the 14th Amendment by asserting its will over that of uh, the several states, or in this case, more specifically, North Carolina. In any case, I wish you all well. I, I hope uh, that I uh, you, you get to... ask you a question? I, I would be fine with that. Um, it's a it's a two part question. Um, how do you feel about HB two? And if you're against HB two, or even if you weren't, um, how do you feel um, a better approach would be to eradicating this law and getting rid of it in a way that you feel is the right way that won't destabilize um, our infrastructure as a government? I think the well, to be perfectly honest with you, I think the infrastructure of the government must be destabilized. And that gets into deeper issues regarding how everything was put together and so forth. And also why I have for years have suggested to people that they form local committees of safety in order to secure their liberty. Because the fact of the matter is civil rights don't matter. 
the reason civil rights don't matter is because natural rights, your natural liberty, you already have natural liberty, as do I. You are a self-owner, as, as I am. Um, and the non-aggression principle applies to us equally. And everything else that does not involve the non-aggression principle and self-ownership is, quite frankly, market preference, personal choice. And so, having said that, uh, I thank you for uh, for answering my questions, and uh, I, I appreciate your candor. You, so you would be really affected by the North Carolina bill then, because it strips away the the rights of local government. Like I grew up in Vermont, a place where um, we have pure democracy in that sense, where um, you know once every few months we actually have town meetings that decide everything from who's going to plow the road to the justices of the peace to local. That you could have a very small, like um, a 400-person town with very different laws in the town next to it. And that's how Vermont runs. If this law were to take effect in my state, my local governments wouldn't be able to do that anymore. We wouldn't be able to operate under any other law than just the law that the governor stated was okay, which for me would be devastating because I believe that like having these small local communities being able to decide on these things is really important to being able to really live a life that I feel is best for me. I mean, I mean, do you think that you'd be really affected by that portion of the law or do you think that as a libertarian you could really find a way to move around despite the fact that, you know, you aren't allowed to form whether whether I am directly affected by the specific law in question, I think is rather irrelevant, especially considering that I live in Texas. My concern here is with the overreach of the federal government, the centralization of power. They like to exert quite a bit, especially when they drone bomb Pakistanis and commit war crimes. They commit democide through the use of their police forces like they did against Lavoy Finnegan in Oregon. Mm. And, and so forth, and many, many other grievances ranging from dragnet wiretapping by the NSA to civil asset forfeiture, and you pick a real grievance out of a hat, chances are I share that. Uh, suffice it to say, at least regarding this particular issue, unless people are willing to talk about green mail, which as far as I understand the complaint, the 14-page uh, lawsuit uh, document that people can download off of the Injustice Department's mm -hmm. website, there does seem to be a claim that they're making that they can that the lawsuit has basis because of federal funding and so forth. So again, the mm -hmm. content of the lawsuit regarding um, let's all be polite, but just say regarding human anatomy and and how people feel about themselves or or whatever um, is is almost rather secondary or even tertiary, and that this is really more about the raw exercise of authoritarian power by the federal government exceeding their constitutional limits as they have been doing for decades. So, so it's, kind it, of bad, so it's kind of a bad situation. You don't feel like it's authoritarian power for the governor to strip away the rights of local government to make decisions based off from their regions? Like if that happened to Texas, if somebody said you don't have the right as a local government to make any decisions um, – that haven't been approved by the state. How would you feel about that? That would need to be dealt with with that particular government. And I have criticized the Texan government many times over in my blog, as I'm sure uh, Louie knows about, and, yep. uh, and, and, and so forth. So um, that kind of needs you, to be... 
But, but what would you do to override that? Like, what if somebody said, you no longer have a right as a person um, in a local government, like, you know, your small little town doesn't have the right to put its own, like, laws in place, its own, like, um, its own little nuancy bills in place, its own protections in place. You don't have that right anymore. You have to be part of the state government, the, you know, at a, at a higher level. Um, I mean... How would you how would would you have to stage like a revolution and like storm the state house and pull these people out? I mean, how do you override that? Or do you say, okay, we'll just wait until the next election and then we'll try to get our rights back? Or like who comes in and saves you? Do you save yourself? Okay, just to say this very briefly, because I don't want to hog the entire time because this yeah. is Louis' uh, yep. broadcast, of course. In fact, we gotta um, we gotta start wrapping up soon. Well, okay. Yeah. What I'll just say very briefly, just to answer Rain's question and then I'll hop mm-hmm. off Louis is just very simply that um, I have canceled my voter registration since 2013, so I don't vote anymore, and that is a legal remedy that is using state law right here in Texas, which I've talked about at length involving the Texas Election Code. So as far as that goes, no, I don't vote, and in fact, I can't vote. I guess you could say I'm an ex-voter. Regarding the other uh, portion of what you were saying, Rain, according to Article 1, Section 2 of the Texas Constitution, it is up to the good people of Texas to abolish their government if they should see fit, and the only and the only condition, uh, the only uh, status or, or I shouldn't say that litmus is that uh, if they don't get a republican form of government, then abolition abolition uh, is on the table. So when I tell people about maybe they should consider you know learning about local about committees of safety, uh, they should really learn what the founders did. Uh, back during uh, the 1770s and so forth, even 1760s in some cases, Um, and also what happened here in Texas in the 1830s. Um, If you really want freedom, you can start over. And until such time that people do that, uh, things will continue on as they have. Um, I do not advocate reformism or working the system or voting or petitioning or grassroots lobbying. Uh, If people want their freedom, you already have natural liberty, as do I, as does Louis here and everybody else. The question is, are you willing to exercise it or not? And one option for doing so is, uh, you know, establishing a committee of safety where you are and taking it from there. And uh, having said that, uh, Louis, thank you for taking my call. All righty. That's Kyle. Interesting. Yep. So uh, any any final words about about, uh, how we could – Break our programming and uh, accept mm-hmm. other genders. Uh, well, I mean, in this in this particular thing, I think it comes down to the best way to start over mm-hmm. after listening to your friend um, on the line here mm-hmm. um, would be through education and through um, getting people um, to a place where they understand each other better, so that they don't intentionally create laws and um, you know bring people in who will actively try to oppress them. (laughs) It all comes down to education. I don't believe in physical um, overthrowing, although sometimes it's necessary, but I don't believe in physically harming individuals and I don't believe in violence. I don't believe that we're going to have to drag anyone out by their ankles. And I don't believe that the right answer is not voting. I think that um, when you don't vote, you take away your ability to work with somebody who potentially could make um, things better. I don't think that complete anarchy is the answer. I think that the answer is educating, understanding, being open, and 
And I think it's going to take some work and it's going to take some time. But our power of being able to vote in people who really understand our communities is really important. And with the technologies we have on the table, we can understand more about who is up for election than ever before, the type of policies they have, the history that they have, and the direction that they're likely to go into. And with like our great technologies, we can also make sure that these people are as educated as possible. Um, and then I'll, I know we have to wrap, wrap, but one of the things I'm suggesting mm-hmm. is that um, if we're going to have politicians um, who are going to be making laws affecting the people, then I know that it kind of in, it kind of in, it kind of like touches on Jim Crow laws, and I get that, but um, I believe that anyone who wants to be in office should have to understand the language that they're writing with. And I would really recommend that most of our politicians have like some kind of like stamp of approval that not mandatory, but you know, that would make them a more eligible um, or, you know, shinier looking candidate. Um, but essentially what it would be is a language class that would teach people the language of the people that they're representing. Um, everything from, um, you know, what is LGBT, what is gender, what is sex, what is age, basically anyone who's given the basic protections, sex, ethnicity, sexuality, race, age, um, age you know, the whole spectrum. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can start over. All right. We can start over. So, uh, Rain, do you have anything to promote? In fact, I actually uh, took a picture. You, you were in... Um... A free magazine that was pa- I was passing by work. The <laughs> it wasn't a magazine, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm putting out a series of videos right now that are really kind mm. of comic videos about HB2. I really appreciate people can go just check them out, you know, share where, them. Where where um, can they find them? Um, my thing is, I know that HB2 is in place, and I know that it's going to take a while for it to come down, but. My argument is that it can't be enforced right now. So we can, um, if we share the information that we have, that you cannot have reasonable suspicion that somebody is male or female based on their appearance, then you cannot enforce this law. And therefore, this law just becomes a piece of paper, a piece of hate speech that's just chillaxing in some person's room. We know it exists, but we know it can't be enforced. And um, that's, yeah, that's all I have really to promote. I mean... I'm yeah, hard, well, where to, where can people find the videos? And, yeah, where yeah. where can people find the videos? Um, people can find the videos on my social media. Um, Facebook is my big primary um, pusher of videos. Our mm. first video has over three million views worldwide. It's pretty exciting. It happened in a week, and our second video wow. is up to a, a little past a quarter million views in the past twenty four hours. So that's also very exciting. All right. Um, and yeah, I mean. I'm not a perfect person, and I'm constantly learning. Um, to be honest, talking with your guest tonight, um, it really was a very interesting experience because I'm I'm a pretty I'm a pretty uh, I come from humble back background, and uh, my language is different than their language, and so it was a really interesting learning experience for me. Um, but I really encourage any of your listeners who feel like they might have some points, an opposing viewpoint, any of that, to please like write to me. I'm I I don't write hate speech when people write. Um, you know. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Be nice. <laughs> it's please. okay. You don't have to be nice. No, but no, 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 I, no, 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 no. Be nice. Do not make me look like an asshole. Please. All right. 
All right. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to have a civil conversation with any person um, who honestly just wants to teach me their ways, teach me their viewpoints. It's really important that if I'm going to help to um, educate people, I'm going to be speaking on these things that I know what I'm talking about. And um, there are certain things that um, I'm sure I can be educated more on, and I would love to have that education. So feel free to come and talk to me. I'm all about it. But until then, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I know that this bill is fucking wrong. Alrighty. <laughs> so that was Rain. Sorry we couldn't get um get uh, get uh, Benjamin on. Uh, no, that's okay. I think he was traveling. He sent me a message. I think he was devastated. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. So, anyways, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the show. And as always, from my house to your house. Mahalo. Donk. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors.